a few announcements for this Sunday. Today, Sunday, January 14th, the second Sunday after Epiphany, we have the parish Christmas party after today's 11 a.m. High Mass. On Friday, January 19th, we have the Aquinas Night Conference in the Social Hall at 6.45 in the evening. The topic is the nature of moral thinking. There's a catered dinner for $5 followed by a conference. On Saturday, January 20th, we have the altar server retreat and training day, which has been rescheduled to the 20th. And the pro program begins after 9 a.m. Holy Mass and devotions in the social hall. On Sunday, January 21st, the third Sunday after Epiphany, we have a lesson in liturgy after the 11 a.m. High Mass, as well as First Communion class in the rectory basement classroom, also after the 11 a.m. High Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Beloved in the Lord, in the first miracle of the public life of Jesus Christ, his mother appears to be the principal actor. St. John the Evangelist tells us that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was present at the wedding feast in Cana, and that Jesus and his disciples were also invited. We may find it strange that Mary is mentioned before her son, as if she took precedence over him. But the Holy Ghost inspired St. John to write it in this way, to illustrate the importance of Mary's role in our redemption. Although she does indeed come after her son when considered in his divinity, she comes before him inasmuch as she is the source of his human nature. Every cell of his sacred body has its origin in her. She is the one who made the incarnation possible, as our Lord had no earthly father. At the wedding, the wine ran out. Now, having attended any number of Oriental weddings, Palestinian weddings myself, I can tell you that this would be a disaster. How did the Virgin Mary know about the lack of wine. Perhaps she noticed it herself in her great charity and love of neighbor. Or perhaps, as the text suggests, the servants who appear to have known Mary and revered her asked her for help. If anyone can get us out of this, they might have said to one another, it is Lady Mary. In any event, Mary goes to her son and tells him about the difficulty. They have no wine. And our Lord's response to Mary's words is surprising. Quid mici et tibies mulier, nondum venit ora mea. Some modern Bible translations render these words as, what do you want from me, woman? My hour has not yet come. Or even worse, woman, what have you to do with me? Are these translations correct? Some say so because they resemble the words of the possessed man in the Gospel of Mark, 
who cries out to Jesus, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? But I have always found this line of argument rather curious, because the demons who say this to our Lord do so while recognizing his divinity. I know who you are, says the second half of the same verse, the Holy One of God. And yet there are Orthodox authors who believe that our Lord is rebuking his mother. So what are we to think? Her reaction shows us that Jesus is doing no such thing. We must always consider the text of a biblical passage in light of the whole of sacred scripture when seeking its correct meaning. Literally, Jesus' words mean, what is that to you and to me, O woman? My hour has not yet come. Archbishop Sheen once pointed out that woman is the name which Adam gave to Eve when she was created from his side. And therefore, this form of address is by no means necessarily an insult. Our Lord calls his mother woman because she is the new Eve, the mother of the church, the mother of all those who live a supernatural life in Christ. And for this reason, he also uses the name woman for his mother in another passage in the Gospel of John, one with which I'm sure you are all familiar, shortly before his death on the cross. In the Gospel of John, when Jesus speaks of the hour, he always refers to the time of his passion and death. And further, if we consider that wine in the language of sacred scripture often stands for the grace and spiritual joy of the people of Israel, we can understand the exchange between our Lord and his mother as follows. They have no wine, Our Lady says. The time of the old law has expired. Israel needs the grace and mercy of God, which only you, my son, as God incarnate, can give. Work this miracle and reveal yourself to the house of Jacob, for whose redemption you were sent. What is that to you and to me, woman? My hour has not yet come. If I do this, then the events that will lead to my suffering and my death will be set in motion. You will have to take on the role of the mother of my church. As Simeon told you, your heart will be pierced by a sword. The hour in which I am to reveal you as the co-redemptrix of the human race and the mediatrix of all graces has not yet come. Do you want me to do it now? Will you accept even now to suffer for the sake of my church by being separated from me for three years while I proclaim the kingdom of God, when once, not so long ago, a separation from me for only three days caused you so much pain? Will you now accept to be not only my mother, but the mother of all those who believe in me? Will you suffer for them as you will surely suffer for me? How beautiful that the Blessed Mother does not even hesitate, but turns to the servants and says to them, do whatever he tells you. Here too, the servants show great faith and trust in Mary and her son. 
they had to fill six huge stone urns with water, which must have been quite a task in a time before modern plumbing. And then, at the word of our Lord, they take the water to the master of the feast. Notice that St. John does not say that the water was already turned into wine when they did this, only that Jesus said, now draw some of it out and bring it to the master of the feast. What a sign of great faith. Despite the risk of humiliation and of losing their jobs, they took some of the water to the master of the feast. But at some point before it touched his lips, the water turned into wine. You have saved the best wine for last, says the master of the feast to the bridegroom. Indeed, the true bridegroom, Jesus Christ, has saved the good wine of divine grace, the sacraments of the new covenant, and the intercession of his blessed mother for the last age of the world in which we are currently living. St. John ends his account of the wedding feast at Cana with the words, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs by which he manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Through the intercession of his mother, our Lord performed his first miracle. At this wedding feast then, Mary provided the guests in Cana with more than 700 liters of the very best wine, awakening the supernatural faith of the first priests of the church. But this account also applies to all of us. Just like the servants at the wedding, we too should turn to the mother of God with great trust and invoke her powerful intercession. And she will shower us with more grace than we can imagine, if only we trust her and do what Jesus tells us. As he did with the servants at the wedding feast, very often what Jesus tells us is not what we would expect. He asks us to do the most normal things out of obedience to him, to pray, to receive the sacraments worthily and often, to fulfill the duties of our state of life, to trust him in difficult situations, to avoid the occasions of sin which we well know, and to do the good that we can without boasting. He asks us to cultivate what St. Francis de Sales called the little virtues of humility, charity, and patience with one another. He asks us to pray his mother's rosary daily, to spend time with him before the Blessed Sacrament. Through these humble prayers, these humble virtues of daily life, Jesus Christ will transform the water of our mediocrity into the wine of his holiness. The master of the feast did not know where the wine came from, but the servants who drew the water knew, says St. John. Yes, God requires sacrifices and acts of faith from us that are known mostly only to him and to ourselves. Let us ask Our Lady for the courage and the trust in her Son necessary to do the things that he asks of us, and through her intercession, he will work miracles in our lives. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.